Hey, it's your girl, Keith of Kentucky, and you're tuned into another episode of So There's That, the podcast. Look, hey, you guys, I am so happy you guys have tuned in. I don't know if I'm going to be uh, naming every episode of the podcast, but I know that this episode in particular is going to be named The Comeback, and I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to toot toot, I'm not trying to beat beat. I'm just saying this is, this is uh, me being consistent again. This is me putting something that I like to do um, first. This is me claiming my baby. This is me um, doing what I, essentially just doing what I love to do. And that's running my mouth and talking about these things like I, I have been doing since I was a kid <laughs> and um, hoping that you guys rock with me on it. So this is a comeback episode. This is also episode number 10. And I was just thinking about it. I have no fucking clue about numerology and how numbers bring enlightenment and in perspective into people's lives. I don't have a clue how that works. I should definitely jump on Google to figure that out. Uh, Cause there are a few numbers that I see all the time and it's weird. So I should look at that. But today it's episode 10. And all I know is that backwards nigga, that shit means one. So this is, <laughs> is my new beginning um, to start consistency to start practicing what I preach and to start doing what I love to do. And that's just talking about things I like to talk about either to people in front of me or to myself. So that that's my little thing. And I appreciate you for supporting and uh, riding with me on this journey. Uh, so the things of this week. Uh, uh, so like... I don't like talking about the whole voting process. I just think it's the time of year that everybody is really ugly, even though it's supposed to be this thing that brings us all together um, as a country to practice uh, our rights as voters. But then when you get on Twitter and you get on Facebook and Instagram and you see a lot of people on either side, either uh, they're voters and they're Republicans and they hate Democrats and Democrats hate Republicans. And then you vote independent and everybody hates you because you wasted your vote or you didn't vote and everybody hates you because your vote could have counted. And I hate that whole like because I couldn't nobody was talking about any of the candidates <laughs> that they liked or what they did or what they provided to them. I didn't see any of that shit. I just saw, well, you better go out there and vote or I don't believe vote because the man or some shit. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm just mind my own business. I'm going to do what I do. I'm going to go to bed and wake up, look at myself in the mirror and be happy with my contribution <laughs> to America. I don't really get into it because it gets too layered and, and people get too deep and, it becomes a crazy thing, and it's just another thing that almost kind of divides us, and um, I don't like it. So um, I think if everybody just minded their business and did what they did and made sure that whatever their choice was, was, you know, ensuring that there's a better, better tomorrow, as long as we can do that together, no matter how we do it, um, I think that we'll, we'll all be fine. But like I said, whether or not it's midterms or the presidential elections, just the tone gets ugly. And that doesn't make me feel good. I don't know. I'm an emotional bitch, though. So <laughs> I hate seeing people argue about that stuff when it should be something that, you know, brings us together and that we should all care about. But, you know, that's 
I'm not going to dive into that. I'm going to give you a short update about what I know so far about it. I know the Democrats took the House. I know that although Texas is an extremely red state, um, uh, Beto, I, I screw up his last name, but Beto got pretty close, but unfortunately he conceded. Um, and Ted Cruz, ass <laughs> remained over Texas. Um, I know that Gilliam, every time I think of Gilliam, I think of Head of State. Um, if you've ever seen that movie with Chris Rock in it, where he played the first black man to be elected for president before we had Barack Obama, right? So Gilliam is in Florida, and Florida just don't like things that make sense. So, of course, he lost, unfortunately. And, and from what I know as of current today is that um, Stacey Abrams out of Georgia um, did, hasn't conceded yet. Um, so basically, if you have a projected win for somebody, the opponent can then concede and then ultimately the other person will win. But she was like, look, hold up. <laughs> Basically, we have a lot of votes still reeling in and you guys are going to count all them hoes. How about that? That's what's going to go down. I'm not conceding shit. And so I really rock with <laughs> I rock with her. I haven't looked into any of her uh, things, but it seems like um, I have a lot of friends out of Atlanta and the, just the Georgia area. And it seems like she will do good things. I personally haven't done any research on her. So, but, uh, I'm wishing the best for Stacey Abrams. I've heard great things about her. So, um, congratulations if your candidate won or if they didn't win, um, it's time to continue to do work. <laughs> we don't have to wait until it's time to vote um, for uh, the president again, like we can continue to do things that, uh, will provide change within our own communities and in places outside and do things that help and, um, just use all of our sources and that instead of just relying on one for change so that, I guess that's what I'm trying to say here. So moving on. All right, y'all. So there's that pop culture news. In this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about things that are going down in the music industry and uh, movies and all that in Hollywood. OK, and the first thing that I want to talk about is Nicki Minaj making history. Y'all, she be consistently making history to freedom, bitch. Nicki Minaj make history as the first woman with 100 appearances on the Billboard Hot 100. And look, 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 listen, <laughs> I feel like I thought I gave up my ticket for the Nicki Minaj hate train. I might have a little stub left over. Uh, I'm not trying to hate on this lady. I'm just, I, let me say this. I'm hating on the music industry for these little league ass trophies that they've been hanging, uh, hanging, uh, excuse me, handing out to celebrities for these little accomplishments. I'm thinking at this point, if you are an artist, um, that has been in the industry for over a decade, then at some point, I figure you're going to have 100 appearances on the Billboard Hot 100 because you're an artist that's still relevant, that's still making music. The thing with Nicki Minaj is that she consistently does features on other people's work as a rapper. So I see that to double her up because unfortunately, 
Um, I'll, I feel like I'll talk about this one day, but um, we don't use our R&B artists anymore for features. What the fuck? Every rapper thinks that they're a singer now. And so that cuts the R&B um, artists check a little bit because I used to always growing up in the 90s. I used to see, you know, Mariah Carey featured on people's stuff. Even Beyonce used to do features on people's stuff. We don't do features no more. Usher don't be on nobody's shit no more. And it's just kind of crazy to see, but Nicki Minaj on the other level, she, she features on a lot of other rappers and singers, um, tracks and stuff like that. So of course I, you know, you would see a hundred appearances on the billboard. Now, where are they charting though? See, that's where the hater in me says, okay, but still, (laughs) but good for her. I mean, she is amongst Drake, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, Kanye West, Chris Brown, Future, Eminem, Aretha Franklin, The Beatles, and The Beebs. You know who I was kind of surprised about not seeing on here is Mariah Carey. Don't know why she's not listed here, but it's okay. Um, I do want to say, you know, congratulations to Nicki Minaj. I hope she's getting her aura together, all her strengths. Apparently, her and Nicki Minaj, or not her and Nicki Minaj, her, her and Cardi B, you know, they closed the door on the drama. I don't want to hear it no more unless it's released on, you know, a beat. Okay. I'm here for the diss track. I'm here for the diss record and uh, the little occasional video that comes along with that from time to time. So I don't want to hear shit else about those two ladies unless they're um, doing a diss track. I definitely don't want to see a collaboration. Mm-mm, nope. Not for me. Don't want to see it. Mm-mm, not here for that. So... <laughs> Congratulations again to Nicki Minaj for your 100 appearances, girl. Hopefully one day in the future, those can be number ones. But, you know, baby steps, okay? (laughs) Next subject that I want to talk about is uh, Rebel Wilson, (laughs) who's crazy as fuck. But if you don't know who Rebel Wilson is, she uh, was popular from the Pitch Perfect movies. You know, I think they went up to three movies or something like that. The Big White Girl. That is Rebel Wilson. She's low-key problematic. She said some shit in the past that kind of sat at her before, but unlike this, she went on the Ellen show, and Ellen has a way about making people say some shit that they probably shouldn't have said, but whatever. She basically went on Ellen's show and said, you know, I feel so great. <laughs> what I want to find the quote. What did she say exactly? I can't find it. But she basically said, I feel so great about being the first plus size girl in a romantic comedy. And all of us took a, a huge deep side in unison. Like, bitch, who you? Who is you talking about? What you mean? <laughs> because I feel like I'm looking at my DVD case right now. And yes, the fuck I still have DVDs. Because what am I going to do? Throw them all away? Nope. Not as long as I got PlayStation 4 out here living my best life. I'm going to still watch these movies. I know we got Netflix and all that shit, but sometimes your favorite movies don't be in there, so you still need your DVDs. Anyways, I'm looking at my DVD case right now, and I see about three Queen Latifah movies alone, bitch. Queen Latifah's lesbian ass been really giving the girls, the big girls especially, hope (laughs) that you too can get you, you know, your LL Cool J, your Common, or your uh, Morse Chestnut, okay? She gives the girls hope, okay? And there's no way you're going to sit here up, <laughs> up here and say that you're going to be the first because you ain't the first. 
Now, in this article that I'm reading, it said that Monique is one of the girls too. I did watch Fat Girls, but Monique ain't gonna sit up here and act like Fat Girl wasn't a straight to DVD. Don't nobody know about Fat Girls except for us brown folks, okay? But I, Fat Girls is alright. It was cool. But what Rebel Wilson needs to do, and a lot of these celebrities need to learn how to do, and this is the reason why people like Nicki Minaj and um, get in trouble. I don't want to keep bringing this hoe back into my subject, but they don't pay a homage. Homage? Homage. Homage, nigga. You got to make sure you recognize the people of the past that have laid this fucking, this foundation down for you to tap dance your ass on to shows like that and say dumb shit like that. You have to be, you have to acknowledge those people who did that shit for you. Queen Latifah is definitely one of those people who's done that. Monique is definitely one of those people who've done that. And even, I got a reminder that Ricky Lake was out here giving the big girls hopes too. You can't just do that. And then I looked at the preview for the movie that Rebel Wilson's going to be in. I'm trying to think of what the movie is called, Isn't It Romantic? And uh, it looks like she woke up one day and she was in a romantic comedy. Like, that's what the movie is about. And, uh, I mean, good for you, girl. But you don't have staples. And that's the one thing with black folks is that we have a lot of staples in our community, right? So we have Friday. Everybody has Friday. Everybody's seen Bebe's Kids. Everybody's seen Set It Off. We have those things. So even though... They're not well known out to everybody else. Like white folks probably got the notebook. I still haven't seen that shit. But we have a lot of like the uh, barbershop, the, the beauty shop and all that. We have those. And you're just not going to take. Speaking of that, yeah, that's a romantic comedy too. The Queen Latifah got her. Um, who was the dude that was. Uh, he was with. Uh, who was he with? Was he with Heidi Klum or. No, he was with Kamora Lee Simmons. But I can't think of. I can't think of his name. Tall, chocolate, Amistad, nigga, him. She got him at the end of that movie. So <laughs> there's no way that this woman can sit up here and claim to be the first in 2018 at that <laughs> big girl. Like we just ex- started accepting big girls. Uh, girl, sit your ass down. Don't nobody want to tell you this. She went on Twitter and a bunch of people basically came at her ass about it because they were like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> What you mean you was the first? And she went um, and blocked them all in black Twitter, Twitter like they always do. Um, made it a hashtag and called it Rebel Wilson Block Party. So ever since then, she has released uh, an apology. But we don't care to hear that shit, girl. Y'all just gotta, y'all gotta admit when y'all wrong the first time. And then, okay, but to block a bunch of people because your feelings was hurt because you was wrong. Okay, try again, mother sucker. Anyways, moving on to the last topic of um, pop culture news. Uh, um, I'm going to talk about this because I think all in all, this is a great subject, especially to air on TV and have the conversation. I'm just very perturbed as to why they picked this nigga. Okay, so the next subject is Charlemagne the God to tackle the first mental health uh, show or TV special alongside, um, there's going to be a Dr. Jessica Clemens. And I'm like, what in the nigga, please is this? What in the goofball is this? What in the hypocritical shit is this? I can't as somebody who wants to pursue radio, 
and wants to be able to ask hard questions. To a certain extent, I look at Charlemagne the God as one of them niggas to kind of like aspire to be. Like y'all might hate Wendy Williams and Charlemagne the God and shit like that. I think there is something to learn from them as far as how to get people to answer hard questions. Um, but I think Charlemagne the God and especially Wendy Williams, they go about it in a way that's really fucked up. Um, but there, like I said, there's things to learn from them and there's things to definitely like side eye about. And uh, Charlemagne the God, especially as of recent, has pissed me off. Um, <laughs> and it's not like he hasn't been pissing people off for years, but I think I watched, what did I watch? I watched the Nivea interview and Charlemagne, and this is recent. Okay. This is like last month that Nivea came back on the scene. She's coming back into the music industry. She has a wonderful voice. She still kills it. Sat down, talked to the breakfast club and was just, hurdled with some of the most inappropriate indecent questions from Charlemagne talking about her drug habit talking about does she uh like the the child support shit and all that stuff and and it's one thing to ask that shit once right you know because you know for journalism or whatever the fuck you may call it to ask those hard questions once let the nigga ask it or not ask it and then move on. But to continue to throw those claims in front of them, that's where me and Charlemagne the God cannot connect because um, I just think he's disrespectful as fuck. So to have him host this episode alongside a doctor, a professional about mental health when he sits there and kind of like... <laughs> He fucks with people on a regular and to a bullying. Like, I'll never forget how he did Little Mama. Like, people thought that shit was funny. They turned into memes. They, you know, they had a great time with that shit. I, on the other hand, I felt really fucking bad for Little Mama. She was up there. She was crying. Everybody was giving her all this heat about the shit with the Jay-Z and the Alicia Keys performance from the VMAs. And to have that nigga pretty much go up there, call ugly, call her man face to her face. And she stood up here trying to tell her story. And she had just lost her mom. And I'm like, this, something is fucking wrong with this nigga. <laughs> like, something is wrong with Charlamagne. So I'm really at odds about how this whole situation is going to go down. I hope niggas really getting this nigga's ass um, for how he treats other people and to the nerve of him to be able to host this even um, this, this TV show or this special and to appear to have some kind of empathy for other niggas and he definitely doesn't. <sighs> I'm annoyed, obviously. I've gone on this little tangent about it, but it's supposed to be an hour-long live discussion um, that will discuss sti the stigmas um, surrounding mental health. And the, the reason why, from what I've been reading, the reason why people put Charlemagne in, in as a co-host position for this uh, conversation is because in his book, um, I will not advertise here, but in his book, I have the book actually. I ain't going to fucking front on you guys. My husband bought that shit though. It's on my bookcase, but um, on, I think it's called Black Privilege. I'm not going to hate on him, but whatever. I just, I really fucking, I can't deal with Charlemagne sometimes. Um, he talked about, no, it wasn't even that. It's He has another book in his latest book, The Shook Ones. He opened about his uh, experience with anxiety, which I can't tell my nigga. 
But anyways, <coughs> excuse me, maybe that's why he how he deals with what he's going through is the projection onto other people. But he needs to find um another coping skill because that is not the the way to do it is to attack people who get up early in the fucking morning to come sit down and be interviewed by you and only to be left feeling bullied because fucking DJ Envy doesn't do shit and then Angela Yee she gets bullied too shit she get bullied by the fucking (laughs) the people that come on the show I never forget that K Michelle episode um, but pretty much that'll be coming on. If you guys want to watch it, it'll be coming on this Monday, November 12th at 10 p.m. on VH1. I'm I'm not going to lie to you guys. After even bitching about it for the last 10 minutes, I will probably still <laughs> end up watching it. But watching it with a bitch face on or something, I don't know. But that is, that concludes the... Um, little bit of pop culture news so join me next for a little bit of musical recommendations all right y'all so there's that music i i have one question before i get into my recommendation to you guys um this segment is going to be a little bit about like i said about music i want to talk about music i want to talk about recommendations i want to talk about some of my questions um, first off, are we really listening to Queen Naja? I feel like anytime I log into the the shade room, there is I feel like they're throwing this hoe on me. No shade to calling her a hoe. That's just some something I really need to fix within myself. <laughs> is she good? Like I this is another thing that's bad about these streaming websites is that I do not listen to the radio anymore. So I couldn't tell you who's new. I stay in my own little bubble of playlist and, and the music I like to listen to. And um, I don't be knowing who the fuck these new folks are. All I know is I go into the shade room. I do my, get my scroll on and I feel like they amp this, this lady up a lot. So let me know. Recommend that music to me. If you can, again, you can check me out and find me on Instagram at So There's That Pod. Or you can find me on Facebook at Keitha Kentucky. Um, but I need to know, like, is she good? Is she giving us real life R&B? Because that is a hidden form. Like nobody fucks with real R&B no more. Everybody want to be a rapper. But moving on, since we want to talk about some real R&B, <laughs> I want to give a early Christmas gift from me to you in the form of music, in the form of a recommendation. I have really been on this kick of listening to this band based out of LA. Their name is The Internet. And I talked about them earlier in one of the segments. And I just want to give them some promotion because I really enjoy their music. They've been around since 2011 and they really didn't um, pop until 2015 when they released Ego Death. And um, that album was really great too. But while I was on maternity leave, you know, every once in a while I go on my Spotify account and I like just browse. I go on the browse portion of there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to something new today. And I saw on there because I had been listening to Ego Death for so long that the internet had came out with a new album. That's another thing that I hate about the lack of TRL, the lack of 106 and Park and other uh, richly based shows um that talk about music is because I used to be in the know about this shit when music dropped and all that stuff. Now you have to rely on 
these the shade room and bottle alert and all that stuff to let you know when albums drop or they'll just drop and you won't even fucking know about it especially if they're just like not Beyonce because that's the only nigga I follow <laughs> but anyways um their album released this year called Hive Mind in July and I have been, it's been in constant rotation for me it's very light R&B low-key neo soul we're not giving you powerhouse vocals. We're giving you a vibe. Uh, we are giving you instruments. Everybody, there's five group members. Um, everybody contributes. Either they're writing, either they're singing, providing vocals, or they're playing instruments, man. And it's just a great vibe to listen to. This is definitely wine drinking music. This is a light two-step type music. I just want to give you guys um, that gift of memories in music and tracks and stuff like that. Um, it's 13 tracks. Um, they're actually going to be on tour here. They're on tour current currently and they um, are stopping in DC. Like I said, I'm up in the Virginia area and I'm trying to decide, do I, do I buy a ticket? The meet and greet package is still there. It's cheap. Do I go just for the experience? And I think I am. I'm trying to, I'm giving myself until tomorrow to say, okay, I'm going to go or I'm not going to go because essentially I'll be going by myself. Um, and it's the DC area and I don't want to die. So <laughs> just, I don't know the area and I don't know where the place is at, you know, walking to and from your car late at night after a concert. That's probably not the safest thing to do. But anyways, um, I figured I wanted to make sure that I did that. Now, following my recommendation, I just want to I want to recommend a song for you to stay away from. And I want you to stay away from it only because I I previewed it for you. I reviewed it for you. Key did that. So hopefully you don't have to go through that. Um this Black China song, nigga. <laughs> what? Don't. That the word of the day for the Black China record is do not do that. Um it's okay. You can move forward with your life. There's nothing to see here. And that concludes the music portion of So There's That. Hey, y'all, we're winding down on the episode. I just want to get into quickly a few episodes of shows that I've been watching here and there. The Mona Scott production, VH1. Shout out to y'all. I told y'all once before that I am the girl that really just, I, I really fuck with <laughs> horrible reality TV shows. And what I've been looking at as of current is Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, which just had their finale this past week. So we're rolling into the reunions. I just feel like Mona then got to a space where she really is underestimating the intelligence of our audience. Like we know this shit is scripted. You got to know at this point, we watching now just because it's something to do at eight, nine o'clock in the evening on a Monday. Um, the earlier loving hip hops used to be so great. Like <laughs> it felt like niggas was really just fucking up on purpose. And now it just feels like it's, it's a horrible soap opera, but I'll take it because I'm allowed that soap opera in my life. White folks got it. People been watching young and the restless for years. And all this is, is young and the restless with tattoos and, and shit and, and studio time. So I'm here for it either way. We're going to find out if A1 and, and Lyrica really got a baby together. Is it Safaris? Who knows? We don't know. Did Tierra put out her own sex tape? We don't know. 
Is Monique going to be back a lesbian next season? We don't know. Is Brooke Valentine going to come back and shave the girls for eternity? Probably. Yeah, she's been good for that all season. <laughs> she's probably going to come back. I'm still mad about that scene. And if, if you've been watching, um, I think a lot of people don't watch this shit anymore. It's probably just me, but whatever. Um, there was a scene where she was coming to help Moniece in the studio and Monique was feeling down and out and you know she wouldn't hit them notes the right way and her in a new Brooke Valentine in a new castmate rock star who is equally as petty and shady like he's literally the male version of Brooke Valentine and they were joking on her from behind the the glass while Monique was singing and giving her all well Monique goes down with a panic panic attack the doctors come in they will her out and the song that Monique was working on, Brooke Valentine goes to work on. And here's the gag here is that when Brooke Valentine started work, working on it, why did her version have fucking auto-tune on it? Like, what the fuck? Like, how you gonna come in and shitting on Monique <laughs> in her tone and register and shit and then go in there and then Rockstar automatically put the auto-tune on your shit? That ain't fair, nigga. Don't be giving me no advice about how I should be singing and how loud or soft I should be or how low or high I should be. If a nigga gonna go in the booth and give you the automatic auto-tune to help your ass, I wanna hear it. But either way, like I said, the reunion is coming on. Also this week, um, Real Housewives of Atlanta came back. So we're dealing with Portia's pregnancy, Candy continuously getting the money. Nikki, uh, I said Nikki. Nene um dealing with Greg and his cancer and being a caretaker and it, like I said on my Instagram this is probably something that Nene we'll, we'll see a different side of Nene this season and it's sad and unfortunate and somebody me myself I've dealt with cancer seeing it up close my mother and father had cancer unfortunately my father lost his battle with cancer in 2015 and so I'm just wishing the best for Greg and hopefully he can get back well. It's just hard to see them when they're dwindling and weight and looking real just, oh, I, I'm hoping that Greg pushes through. Greg is so much like the barbecue uncle with the, the brown slides on and shit. Like he gives me those vibes and he's always been funny throughout all the reunions and that when they bring the husbands out. And so I just I just hope that he's getting the best care he can and that Nene is holding their head up because it is hard to be that person that's the caretaker and uh, watching over and making sure that things are going all right and uplifting that cancer patient because it, they could get really down and depressed and things like that. Moving on, Cynthia, I said this, I'm going to keep saying it until she comes out the motherfucking closet. Just be gay. <laughs> Just be gay already. Like, why not? Just do it. Because these these storylines with her and these men, I just, I, you're not fooling me, Cynthia. Um, Eva, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Eva. And then I peeped that uh, Shamari Fears, she is the spouse of uh, Ronnie DeVoe from uh, Belle Bev DeVoe from New Edition. She was supposed to be brought on as a new housewife. However, I peeped the theme song, girl. And I didn't see her holding no peach at the end. So I don't know how that worked out. Usually they don't make those calls until it premieres. So up until now, I thought that was her and Eva that were the new peach holders. Unfortunately, they're not. Now, the episode was dealing with Portia and her new, new relationship with this guy that she's with that's now, you know, her fiance and baby daddy and Nene, how she's dealing with everything concerning the cancer and Candy. 
getting shaded by Riley, Riley, because Riley gonna say what the fuck she got say, and Candy ain't gonna do nothing because the only people Candy corrects is people that ain't her family. All right, so um, <laughs> Candy was getting his work from Riley because Candy was like. And Tide uh, was like, what if we have another baby? And Riley was like, you don't need to have no more babies because y'all know how to take care of the ones y'all got already. And I was like, boop, well, okay. So, but by the way, Riley looks really great. She's lost like, I think, what, 40 pounds or something like that. So she's coming into her own. We definitely watched um, Riley grow up on Real Housewives of Atlanta. So it's just cute to see that. And it's like, oh, I just, I'm starting to feel old. I think, um, Willow Smith had just turned 18 on Halloween. I was like, bitch, woo, woo, I'm really old. Like, I'm getting old because I remember whipped my hair. And I was like, well, I wonder what she's going to look like when she gets older. Because I, for some reason, I thought that Willow was going to look like Rihanna. Like, I felt like she was giving me Rihanna vibes. Because, you know, Rihanna, low-key, she looks, she looks beautiful, but she looks like a unique beautiful. And I felt like Willow was giving me that, too. But anyways... Um, I'm looking forward to watching more episodes and seeing how petty these hoes can get. I know Marlo is, she don't got a peach, but she's, we're going to see more of her. And I enjoy Marlo's presence because she just shakes the table. And that's what I like. In my reality TV, I like niggas to shake the table and be, give me my entertainment in my boring ass life. Made me feel good about my life. All right. Um, that's what I dig. All right. So we're coming down at the end of the episode. I appreciate you for just sticking in there, hanging out with your girl, hearing my point of view and all things like that. Now, here are a few things that I want to incorporate into the episode. So when, as we progress, it can be more interactive. Now, I want to start adding listener letters um, that can be about uh, military life. If you have questions about the Marine Corps, if you have questions about your relationship, I'm a mom, I'm married, I'm in the military. I feel like my point of view is very broad. And uh, if not, I can bring motherfuckers on to help me give you advice. I have a lot of great girlfriends, my tribe that I go to from time to time. I have a lot of good people in my circle. Um, I have friends that are teachers. I have friends in real estate. I have friends that are, you know, out here, entrepreneurs, people who have worked into television. So let me know if I see it in my fucking inbox, I'll ask them to come on and possibly help me give you that information. Okay. Um, another thing that I want to do that I'm very, like, I feel it is my duty to do is to uplift other people in, in whatever their endeavors are. Um, I want to be able to advertise your business here free of charge. Cause who am I anyways? Um, to the public, to the people who listen to this show. So if you're female and if you're black, and if you are a veteran, um, I don't really want to make it like that, but I feel like those are the three things that I connect with those. That's who I am. I'm a black female, um, veteran, and I want to be able to uplift those that are women like me. And I want to uplift. <laughs> oh, that's so problematic to say, I suppose, but I said what the fuck I said. I want to be able to, um, if you fall in any of those categories, okay, I want to break it down like that. If you're a woman, if you're a veteran, and if you're black, I want to be able to help you and pull you further into reaching your goals, all right? So I'm taking scripts of what you want me to say um, in order and, and links to your business, okay, at the end. And it also helps me just read better because... 
if a nigga gets there and people are like, oh yeah, I want you to do the sponsor thing, then a nigga can read off of a script. So you're, I, I'm helping you, you're helping me just by reading and making your shit sound good and making it pop. So <laughs> send your scripts and send your listening letters to so there's that podcast at gmail.com, okay? Again, send those listener letters and those scripts for your advertisement on my show to so there's that the podcast. Um, so there's that podcast at Gmail, okay? And I just want to be able to possibly um help others as I do the thing that makes me happy. Okay. I don't feel like I benefit just just doing that without pulling somebody else up with me. You know what I'm saying? So essentially that concludes this episode of So There's That the Podcast. I appreciate all the love and support that I've gotten thus far. And again, to keep in touch with me, you can find me on Facebook at Keitha Kentucky, my Instagram so there's that pod in my personal Instagram at Keitha Kentucky. It's private. It's a private house. I, I unlock the door though. Sometimes if you ain't crazy, right? <laughs> Gotta look through the peephole at some of you niggas cause some of y'all crazy. But yeah, you could check me out on any of those social media platforms. You pretty much find me anywhere on the internet as Keitha Kentucky. So thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And that's your girl. So there's that, y'all. Bye.